The Red Room Theater, Episode 75, The Amityville Horror. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that help raise us up. Talk about that movie raises us right, raises us wrong. Today we talk about the movie, The Amityville Horror. How it taught us that stepdads are scary and big old houses are all haunted. So it is October. It's Halloween month. Horror movie month. Horror movie month, and uh, we're, we started this in earnest, started this, uh, doing this the right way, watching a horror movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Tony decided, because we're doing horror movie month, we should record in a brand new, fun, scary location. Okay. Let me start by saying that this is a old church building on Oak Street. Any of our Flint fans are going to know exactly where Oak Street's at. Um, when we were young... We had a youth pastor <laughs> named Johnny Short. Amazing, amazing guy. He told us the scariest story about being he, he was he was the youth pastor, so he was telling us stories about cleaning up after like a play or something. And he was the only one in the building. And he like pretty was like, you know, people think a, a church, man, this is the house of God, man. This is well, at a young age he kinda let us know when there's not a bunch of people in the church. It's just a building. Right, he goes, dude. The, the it's ch- a very big, scary building. The power comes from the people, and the people are gone. Now, how many How many have to gather? Two or more gathered. You lying ass. Two or more. That's, what it's, that's a different thing. That's a different thing, though. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because there's only two of us in here, and this is, we already done heard some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't be so, well, It's just a building, dude. <laughs> So, um, we're here, and before we get into the scary, and we're going to get into the scary, we're going to get into the scary today. Uh, some haunted house tales is going to be great. Before we get to all that, what are we watching? What do we recommend you see? Now, a couple of movies came out already in October. Venom's out. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't really care to see it. I'm not in a big hurry because of the um, turd joke that I saw in the trailer. <laughs> that kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Like a turd in the wind. Like a turd. I'm like, what, what the hell does that mean? A turd in the wind? <laughs> I seen Henry's dog take a crap in the front lawn, and it was windy. <laughs> what do you mean, Venom? <laughs> like a turd in a wind. That's scary. If somebody made a threat to me, I'm like, is that a threat? I mean, diarrhea in a fan is different <laughs> <laughs> than a turd in the wind. You're not intimidating, Venom, with the turd so in the wind. We went shit. out to the movies, Tony and I, and there's a choice between Venom and A Star is Born. And I was kind of like, man, Star is Born, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't want to see a movie. Of- Liar. I said, we should go see Star is Born. And you're like, that's the one I wanted to see. Well, I, I say I was nervous to see it, though. I was nervous because it was going to cost me too much emotionally. Oh, it did. So we go to see this movie. Let me say a few things about this. First of all, it is in the running for me for the movie of the year. Oh, yeah. Straight up. Absolutely. My wife and I are going um, to see it tomorrow. Lady Gaga 
for me is in the running for best actress, bro. Hey, listen. I've never been a Gaga fan. I've always talked trash on Gaga. I've always been like, because her songs are very pop heavy, you know? Mm-hmm. Her outfits are all like really like crazy. Like I'm wearing a meat dress. I was going to say, the only thing I think of is the meat dress, dude. I mean, I think of this girl's all just shock, hype, Madonna wannabe, you know? Dude, this girl has pipes. She Unbelievable. Her voice. opening song, La Vie en Rose, she burned that song to yeah. the ground. It, that... There's a scene where they're literally just standing in a parking lot the first night they met, and, Dude, he, listen, and she sings something for him, and he looks like the same reaction we had seeing her sing like that, just natural voice in the parking lot. It was like, oh my gosh, dude. What's great about this, this movie is so many things. It's a, it's seeing someone on their way up in the music industry, seeing someone on their way down in their industry. It's a great love story, because how they meet, it's one of the best love stories I've seen yes, in a long time. Just that first it night so... together. And it takes so much time like, to yeah. see them relate to one another. Because a lot of love stories try to rush it. Like, I remember Mission Impossible 2. Like, Tom Cruise meets the girl, he's in the bathtub, and he's like, I love her. I'm like, what do you mean you love her? This movie, you watch that love build. You watch the relationship grow. You watch trust grow. You see their lives slowly intertwined. It is a beautiful love story. And I'll tell you who was the biggest shocker. Andrew Dice Clay plays, plays the role of his lifetime in this. He is spectacular in this movie. He's amazing in this movie. And of course, if anybody knows anything about Sam Elliott, he's a show stealer. Dude, and out of nowhere, you got Dave Chappelle showing up. Like the stinking... Who's awesome. He's like the mage coming out of nowhere and dropping wisdom bombs on this guy's life. The, he wasn't even a comedian in this movie. No, he at, was an not actor. A, not at movie. all. I don't think there was one thing funny he said. The movie, okay, if you like music. In a random Eddie Griffin cameo. Fantastic. He plays Dave Chappelle's preacher in this movie. Like, what the crap? Out of every angle, there's just... And, okay, if you love music, the songs are legit. You get to watch a, you watch more than one song go from idea, scrap of paper, to the living room, to the band. And it's awesome yeah. to watch the songs. Like, and sh- dude, it's Bradley when Cooper, first of all. he transposed her song, that oh was my gosh. unbelievable. As a lover of music, as a lover of love stories... As a lover of good good filmmaking, yeah. this movie scratched every itch and I had. good acting, just g- good performances. Dude, Cooper keeps on impressing me. Yeah, he, he's... Like, this guy's not nothing. He's no, not he's just... No, he's an actor, man. You know what movie that he was in that was, like, really good? What? Burnt. I never saw that. Whoa, is that well, good? Well, he's a chef, right? Yes. It looked heavy. Man, is that good. He's an actor, dude. He's an actor, man. He's he's. I thought, he's, I thought he's a pr- pretty boy at first, but the guy oh, has he's beautiful. been he's been rocking. So even American Sniper, he, he was killed awesome. that he was movie, awesome. dude. He was awesome in that. Um, so uh, if you've not seen *The Star Is Born*, I'm going to see it again tomorrow with my wife because that's how good the movie Are was. She ready for this, dude? I mean, it's so good, dude. So *Star Is Born*, who we were watching, we'll be watching more movies as the season goes on, and uh, we'll let you know what we're watching and what we think you should see. So with that Let's said, get down to the horror homes. Okay. This movie's called The Amityville Horror, released July 27th, 1979. It has an abysmal 31% Rotten Tomatoes. Boo on you guys. What the crap is that? Rotten Tomatoes, dude. Shut up. I guess critics don't give horror movies a lot of love in general. 
I mean, nowadays you have a lot of horror critics, but of just critics in general, yeah. I don't give much love to the horror genre. Directed by Stuart Rosenberg, director of Cool Hand Luke. Ooh. So you got a steady hand at the helm. That guy knows how to tell a story. Got a cool hand, boy. Oh, damn. No, Cool Hand Luke is fantastic. Now, the plot is simple. This is a standard haunted house movie. A house, the history of murder, takes into its arms a new family and begins to torment them. That's the plot. And you know, it's been, you know, we know it's been done to death. But listen, it comes from somewhere. These genre films that we have started somewhere. And Amityville is one of those original, and it's, I don't know, it's not the original, but it's one of the, it's, it's probably, honestly, my first haunted house movie. Straight yeah, up. I'd say that. I mean, this one or House 2. House 2 is not really scary. House 2, I want to watch again because I remember loving it. I loved it as a kid. But there were some scary parts. House 1 was scary. House 1 was really scary. I never saw the whole thing. I always freaked. I always, as panicked and jumped Dude, out. when we were little, scary movies really messed us up. Dude, they got to me. Like, one reason that this movie scared me so bad is because a lot of the houses we moved into in Flint, we were, we were very poor, single mom, so we got what we could afford. They would always have a basement that looked like that damn basement. Michigan basements, dude. Um, they would always be big rooms. I mean, on the verge of condemnation, but I mean, you're, when you got a you know a mom with three boys, big room, drain. All she could afford was what two two hundred bucks a month. So yeah. I mean, we're living in the hood in like an old. Just scary how I remember not even that long ago I had a nightmare. Well, it wasn't even a nightmare, it was just a dream that I lived at, at my age in my life right now. I lived at the Wyoming house. Oh my god, and, and I remember pulling into the driveway and it was there. And it was, I, it was a horrible neighborhood, was horrible. And I, I don't know why I lived there, but just walking up to the house, smelling it. The basement, the whole thing. It was very scary. Damn. So this, this movie... You when, just messed me up with that, that story of your dream, dude. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. It, oh, Man, I remember being, waking up and everybody sleeping when we lived there. And I'd have, I'd be like, I'd have to pee and I was like, I don't want to go in the kitchen. I don't want to... Like it, and it's our house. But you're terrified. Dude, I used to be scared of... I was I just kept coming to the top bunk because we'd be under the bed. So I just scared all the time. I remember one time we had an alarm in the middle of the room. <laughs> and I, was I on the top or you on the top? I was on the wait. I was on the top. Are you sure? I don't remember. I remember. <laughs> I can't remember. The alarm clock went off and neither one of us were getting up. So we both got pissed at the same time, and we both jumped out of bed and, like, smashed into each other in the air. <laughs> and we were both that. laying on the floor, and the alarm's still going off. They were like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> was, so, <laughs> was so funny. Was I the bottom bunk? I think you were. I think you landed on my back like a horse. And we yeah, both yeah, 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 and we both hit the floor. <laughs> I was expecting you to hit me on the top, and we just like, fell over like a tree. But, um, no. The, the, um, the bathroom... Was in between our room and mom's room. Yes, it was. Whew, man, that house was scary. Now, here's a question. Does this movie hold up? What? 1979. I say, first of all, all practical effects hold up. 
Um, here, how about this? Better than CGI. Heck to the yes. This movie is, this is the original Bleeding Walls. Yep. I mean, like, what was it, Tar? I mean, what? I don't know. What was what? the significance of that? I don't know. That's That was scary, man. Dude, so, and let me just say that Margot Kidder is 70s hot. Holy crap. Now, real woman hot. Dude. The plot Jeez. of this film is very, it, it, looks, I love the way the movie opens. The movie opens with the house, and the house is iconic. With the windows look like eyes, mm -hmm. and the chimneys that nose. Like nose yep. it's, it's, this house is like the quintessential movie box cover. Yes, it is. Like that, that you see that house and you know it's a scary movie. He, opening scene. I, I couldn't believe it because usually a movie, family moves in, doesn't know the dark history of the mm -hmm. house. This one just gives you the history right up front. And, I, it, and it doesn't. And they know it. They don't lie to the stinking yeah, people. They, they say know the they history. know someone was murdered there. And then what? Um, what does Brolin say? Like people are something, but houses are. Uh, people, people, houses don't have memories. Yeah, 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 yep. Dude, but opening scene, you see a guy going room to room, killing his siblings, killing his mom and dad. It's crazy. It's insane, and you don't know what's going the on. The police come, take him, and it's. I'm like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then it just it just. Goes to three years later, and this family, and the families kind of look down on it a little bit because the family, um, they have, a, have a wife or you have a lady, her, her husband left her. She has three kids, and she married a new man, which in the seventies is a big deal. Mm -hmm. like people remember the the, the real estate. Oh, and this this house has got plenty of rooms if you want to have a family. Have a family, and he's like, we have a family, and but he she knew they were newlyweds. She didn't know what to do with that. She's yeah, like, yeah. What? She, which is crazy because nowadays it's like. Okay. That's a normal. Like, blended yeah. family is, the, is, is a very common reality. But, so she's getting married, and, she, you know, she looks at this man as kind of, like, almost saving her life, because mm -hmm. it was like, who would, who would, who, who's going to marry him with, with um, that much baggage? So she loves, she, dude, she loves him. Yeah, she like, does. she, like, just the way she's with him is very sweet and inviting. She adores him as a man. And, uh. He's a man's man, too, dude. Holy crap. He, dude, he is. He's got the beard the longer hair like he, she even says to him she's like touching his hair she's like your hair's getting long unbeknownst to him the house is making him turn into the guy yes that killed the family like when he was at the bar with his friend the bartender says you're a spitting image of that kid that killed his family and he's looking at the bartender and I'll, the bartender's like oh, i mean no offense buddy because brolin's in this movie brolin and this is Josh Brolin's dad, bro. And Josh Brolin, we love Josh Brolin. Bro, Josh Brolin is, is came out of nowhere, yeah. and he's everywhere now. He's he's amazing. He's, it, he had the it, summer of his life, dude. He's Deadpool two and Avengers three and Sicario two. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, this summer was insane. He made some him. bank this yeah, stinking year, and he made some stinking muscles too. He was huge and in Deadpool two. He looked great. He looked amazing. His hair looked amazing. He's had some sweet hair in that. Sweet hair, dude. But his dad is an OG. Like he's, uh, mom was telling me what he's from. She said that, like, I don't know if it was soap operas. What is Brolin famous for? I don't know. It was before our time. But I only know him for two movies. I know him from this movie and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I forgot. He's in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He plays Pee Wee in the movie. At the very end of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, they make a movie of his life and they show it. And, it, and Pee Wee's this guy in a tie looking all good, dude. And uh, the girl, oh, what's her name? Penny? Dottie. Dottie. Dottie's all hot. Dude, is it, who is, is it Farrah? It's like some no, model. It's, yeah, some, it's 
So not funny. Heather Locklear. No, no, no. It's someone like that though. And uh, it's so funny, dude. She's probably a Charlie's Angel or something. It's over dramatic. It's hilarious. And then Pee Wee's like, "It's my big scene, dude." <laughs> Baiting Mister Herman. Baiting Mister Herman. <laughs> <laughs> but Brolin <clears throat> is a commanding force. And the, and the thing is, this movie like this, right at the Shining, the house corrupts the man. Uh, and just like the Shining, it's an uncomfortable guy. Yes, he makes me nervous. Like, even little things like the scene where the little brother is counting the money for the caterer, puts it in his suit pocket, puts the jacket on the couch, never leaving his sight, and the caterer needed cash, and the money was just gone. And it's like, what the, it's just a mischievous house. Like, it's just trying to cause problems, like affecting people's lives. There's a scene when Brolin hits the floor later on, and he finds the the, the, the money roll. Was the money roll? Where the hell is that? He can't find the money. It's like, dude, this house is crazy, bro. And even I remember being young when the priest comes to bless the house, and they're all outside playing, and the voice in the house talks to the priest. I remember thinking that was so cheesy. Wasn't that cheesy, bro? <laughs> like no. that wasn't that cheesy, dude. Man. The priest is played by a guy named um, Rod Steiger, and I I recognize him. I know where he's from. He's from Mars Attacks. He's the general for Nicholson. He's also the um, the boss on Carpool with Tom Arnold in. Uh... <laughs> that movie was horrible, but I know I can't that he, you know that movie. Because he's got lines from that movie, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is him, dude. But uh, he's the priest. Like that argument the priest has with the other priest is crazy, dude. Yes, it like, is. They're just trying to turn a blind eye to the, to the situation. It's crazy. The house. This movie does some hard things well. For example, here's something the movie does well. Great opening, and this movie does the slow build, and you gotta do the slow build. You gotta turn it, and you, you can't wait till the end. Like movie Fire in the Sky, movie we were talking about the other day, nineties, nineties, great nineties sci-fi film. That movie was almost like nothing, and then insanity Everything, at the end. Yeah, and that's hard because you gotta you hold on and get to that awesomeness. This movie, like Amityville Horror, knows that you know it's keeping you in. Like it, and there's tension slowly being built up as you go. And you feel like this is going to all come apart. And it's tough, man. And the way the movies broke up, day five, you know, night yeah. six. It's like, I can't handle this, dude. Yeah, yeah. The tension is just unbelievable. I, I, love, love, I love how your back is to everything. And I'm staring at this huge room with all these I hate my back it. being to everything right now. Shingao. Now, I loved the imaginary friend. It's, 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 I know it's a trope. Why w was it Toby? No, not Toby. Toby's on Paranormal Activity. What was the jo Jody? Jody, dude. I don't care if I offend anybody here, but if you've ever had an imaginary friend, you're creepy. That's insane. That's insane. It's a little creepy, dude. A little creepy. Dude, I don't think I've ever known anyone has had one. I've never heard anyone's ever told us they had one. I've never seen known a kid that no one ever told me ever. Hell like, nah. I mean, even Drop Dead Fred, I'm like, that's a weird thing. Like, I mean, it's like that was a funny movie. <laughs> it was, that a was funny such a good movie. movie. But it's like I'm never, never even. I, I used to play pretend with things, but it was always me and you. Well, yeah, we were playing war together. I mean, I guess if you're a sing, like a 
only child or something, maybe homeschool or something. Like I didn't think Tom Hanks was lame, but that's because he's he's got to create a, a friend in Wilson. Well, yeah, but you dude, know it's not all he real, had, dude. right? But this is a different thing with a kid creates something like like, like they can't see and loves it, mm-hmm. you know. And she ta- and dude, Jody doesn't like George. Ooh, you little bitch. Doing the babysitter. I mean, there's some stuff in this movie. I was so mad at her, dude. Jody didn't want me to. I don't give a shit. Dang, I'm just kidding, Jody. If you're here, dude, fuck. <laughs> dude. Um, so, imaginary friend, that's a, a great thing in this movie does is that red room. is. Listen, we've all heard stories. Randomness. That was crazy. Was it the gateway to hell? Hagees. They break through a wall, and there's a room that no one knows about. Didn't who told Duncan or was it Alex? Told us a story how he moved in a house in Flint and it was a false Jason. wall in the basement. And they knocked it down and there was a room and there was a pentagram on the wall and they said they took it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What? There was a false wall and they looked at, it, looked at, looked at the house and went downstairs. And this house big should be bigger. So they knocked the wall down. And there was another, like the house was like, Closed off before the real wall, before that's the foundational wall. That's the scariest wall. thing I've ever heard. Dude, that's a, that's a fear. A house in your room, your, there's a room in your house you don't know exists, dude. That's scary beyond that's belief. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. There was an old legend, dude. I, I, listen, I don't know. I, it's, I gotta go Google this because it might be an old wives' tale, but I remember being a boy and being in grandma's basement. I used to always just read everything I get my hands on. I'd read old newspapers. I was in grandma's basement reading old newspapers, looking at headlines, see what was interesting, and I'd just read it because I didn't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I'm reading through papers, and I read this story in a paper. It's a Flint journal. Okay. And my memory, memory's a funny thing. Maybe it was a, a book she had, but I could have swore it was a newspaper. And the story told was a story about a family lived in a house in the city, and they moved in there, and um, the family noticed funny things happening, like uh, something, mo- something was out of the cupboard in the morning, and the mom, like these kids, whatever, and uh, just, took, just, just waved it off. And then um, the kids would say, you know, Mom, did you come check on me in the night? Was, you know, she, you're standing in my doorway in the middle of the night. Oh, shit. And uh, she's like, what the heck? So she, it's finally enough happened. She's like, you know, husband, there's something weird. He goes, nothing's going on. So she's like, put a camera up in the kids' room. And this is back in the VHS, yeah. expensive, old ghetto, AV cables to the TV, play the video. You know what I'm saying? They put it on. He's just watching it. Fast forward. Fast forward. All of a sudden, someone walks by the camera, an adult, a full-size body. He just like rewinds it. And it's a chef. I can't see, but it's just, there's someone in their stinking house. So he sets it up again in a different place. Sees, it, sees someone walk through the house. Finally, he puts in the living room, puts a, and he puts, he puts in the kitchen, sees a woman come in, get food, and then leave. He's like, what the F? Puts in the living room, and the camera's watching, and the, the wall just opens like a door, and she comes out of it. People are living there. And came up and went upstairs. I remember this. And turns out, apparently the person, like it wasn't, I think it was, it was like a person the house had been empty for a while, but the person that moved out of there basically had a retarded daughter and basically hit her upstairs. And that was a room, was up in this attic thing up in this wall and left her when they moved. And this new family moved and there was this woman upstairs in her filth and all whatever, 
living there for who knows how long, and she just survived by doing what she did, eating rats and whatever. And it, I remember reading that story, and it scared the crap out of That's me. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Like not, not violent, not evil or mean, just a person in your house, in a par- apartment you don't know exists. That's terrifying. It could be an old, like it could be an old wives' tale, but I, I, as a kid, I remember reading that somewhere and being so scared. I'm like, oh, what if there's something in Grandma's house? I remember being scared of that. Reading it, you're it, probably in the basement. Yes, in the basement, reading the story. Oh, it freaked me out. Oh my gosh! It was in the same newspaper I read where this a truck full of bees crashed, and a highway, and it's gonna cause all this trouble. I'm like, oh, this was crazy. But bees, that so, ain't shit. So the red room, dude, the red room, oh, man. that bothered me. The craziest thing about a red room like that is it's almost illuminating in itself. Yes, it is. Yeesh, red. Dude, I love that dog. I also I love that. Part of this movie that hurt me, though, I didn't like the priesthood being neutered like they were. Yeah. I didn't like evil pushing out. Like, I didn't like. Yeah, like, here's, the th- here's one thing that I thought, because there's one thing that I always appreciated about the Reed brothers, good friends of ours, um, they are so confident and strong in their faith. None of this kind of shit scares them. No. And I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, you guys are like God's dudes. Why are you getting pushed around like that? I think a lot of movies, evil's portrayed as stronger than good. Which is bullshit. And, uh, but also a lot of these movies, the people that fight the evil have lost their faith in a lot yeah. of ways. Yes. Like, dude, seeing the inner working of the church, that part of that movie was really cool because, like, the church is a bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. It's just, there is, like, why, why not just go there and see what's going on? They, they, you know what I'm saying? They That's shut what, it down. They yeah, shut it down. Like, look, we ain't even going to get into this because. And the house is so powerful. It keeps the priest away, which did lead me to believe the priest might have to be able to cause some trouble to it. Yeah. It's, got, it's, got, it's like strong arm enough. It made the priest go blind, dude. That was crazy. It was insane, dude, and his boy was there with him. when we seen it happen. And then he's all playing dumb because he's scared of the stinking higher-ups. Yes, he is. I'm like, that's your homeboy, dude. And then he's over there you know, trying to bring him lunch, trying to be a man. He don't want nothing to do. He's like, man, you little punk ass, dude. The detective in that movie, I liked him. He has a small he's role. He reminds me of the detective in The Exorcist. Yes, he does. He's a regular dude who's... He's all about the law. And he don't want to hear nothing about no supernatural, dude. He was a cool cop. I did like the cop. I, I, like, so I like when they, they take the supernatural. Dude, remember Constantine? I loved Constantine. Like the first, I think it's the second scene of the movie, is when Constantine has to exercise a demon out of that Mexican girl. Mm-hmm. That scene How about when he was, told them, he said, do not look at it at all. And that guy looked, and his hair went white right away, and he was, like, slapping his face because he couldn't believe what he's seen. That scene's nuts, bro. I mean, I'm like, if this movie's like that, I can't watch this movie. Then it calmed down. But that opening scene was really <laughs> bad. Insane. The window wouldn't fit, or the mirror wouldn't fit through the skin. Yeah, it got hung up on the stinking frame. I was like, this is crazy, dude. Oh, that, that opening scene is badass, so man. good. And the guy who plays the devil is amazing. That last scene with the devil, when he's dragging him, that's incredible. Amazing, dude. When he grabs the cancer and pulls it out of his lungs, that was so crazy. He's like, you'll come back to me. Oof. He's a great... The way his feet just come down lightly Mm -hmm. onto the tile. With his white suit on. It's good. The movie's bad, bro. I seen it in the theater. 
and uh, you, do you remember why I watched it? Me and mom went and seen it at the Plestex. Did you guys? Yeah. That's when I oh moved out there. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, we went and seen the Plestex, and I remember mom was like, who is that guy with the suit? I'm like, that's Gavin Rosdale, mom. <laughs> She took the, the devil. Oh man, she was like, no, no, not the devil. The guy who worked uh, the uh, the singer from Bush. Remember, he plays that one dude that comes in and um, he's he wears all the badass suits and he's always there when somebody gets killed. He's like almost like a henchman for for the devil. Like he's badass. Oh, that's right. He was dope, dude. He's got a cool name too. Ever got it? But okay, let's get back to this scary ass building, bro. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at all of this. And you're just looking at me. <laughs> I, I, I keep my focus, too. I don't want to see nothing. I, I, well, I look back there, and John had dropped off two heaters for you. So I look, I, I look over your shoulder, and I see a short and a tall. They're heaters, but it almost looks like um, Virgin Mary statues or something. I'm just like, but This was a horrible idea. We're going back to your office. We're never recording here again. But... So the, I think the movie doesn't. Milk was up. a bad choice. Uh, building, building suspense, um, and the thing is, it's a surprising ending because you think it's going to go a certain way, and it doesn't. Like what she's kissing. This movie's based on a, an, uh, on a book. She starts having nightmares that he's killing everybody with an axe. That's insane, bro. And that's nasty too, mm. dude. So this, this, this movie's based on a book by uh, the, the family. They wrote it, saying this is what happened to us. They really did leave all their possessions, and they lasted 21 days in this house, left everything they owned, and never walked back in the house again. And the son, who's grown up now, he's like 40 years old, never talks about it. He did an interview recently. You can read it online. It is... Horrifying. He says that his father, or his stepdad, George, was in the occult, and whatever he did followed him around. And that when they left the house, they realized that they had to get rid of him because he, whatever he is, something was attached to him. And they had to get, they had to get rid of him because he's the lightning rod for the house and everything. But, dude, this movie, the scene I never forgot out of this movie was the window. Apparently, the house liked the girl, the daughter, and the boys were being mean. That scene is so messed up because we know about those heavy windows. And you know what? That is the reason I never put my fingers in the windowsill because I was always afraid of that. And dude, even George comes in and they and George's buddies there. They can't get that window up. They're using their man strength and that window is slammed. And the fact that there's blood is because I know that means it just crushed his hand. Mm. When he oh. when the big storm comes and he's walking back to the house, he sees Jody. Do you notice that up in the window? He sees like the demon. Do you really? notice that? There's a scene where you see it. It looks like a weird, like, um, horse. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. He sees it. He's like, what the? And that's when he runs with the axe to save them, but it's all turning on him. Yeah. It's all slowly getting him. This house is scarier. Or this movie's scarier than I remember. I, I love the fact that he would, it would start getting him. And he would like do something, and he would, all of a sudden he would snap out of it. Mm -hmm. He'd hit her. He'd be like, "What the crap am I doing?" I'm so that was crazy when he hit her. He hit that her. That was nuts. And it showed what happens when a man hits a woman. It not, it hurts a woman, dude. Yeah, well, it hurts him. It hurt him. He was like, "What the hell?" Because he loved her. He did. Oh man. And uh, then he puts his buddy at the bar, but it wakes him up. Whenever something would happen, it'd wake he, him up. He like. You, this movie, the house had him so on edge, you couldn't even talk to him without him losing it. 
like, man, like the things he would say to her would remind me of assholes that mom was with. Straight up, dude. And I'd just be like, what the hell? Like, I remember one time, mom was married to this guy who used to be a prison guard. And I remember um, he was a dick, but like, since we were little kids, we just wanted to be close to a father oh, type guy. We wanted a male I remember, father figure, yeah. I remember he was watching the Tigers play. He had his plate of food on the ottoman. He's just watching the game by himself. And he had a Fago grape can sitting on the ottoman, which was dumb because it could just spill over. And Ottomans aren't level. No, and it was, it was you know, soft, thinking ottoman. So I got so excited to bring him the paper. I ran in, I put the paper down on the ottoman, and it almost knocked over his pop. And he grabbed the pop. And he looked, gave me this look. And I was just trying to give the guy the paper. He stinking smashes me in the face with the paper, dude. And I'm like, what the crap? Things like that is like that um, intensity of like just, just meanness is what I seen in George, dude. I'm like, he's a dick. Like, holy crap. Like, he's just, you can't, you, anything gets on his nerves. That, that he's just so pent up. It's uncomfortable, dude. And like, that was a feeling growing up with guys that weren't your dad that didn't want to be there. That was that feeling. We'll get to that. Let's hold that back. Now, talk about James Brolin is George Lutz, who played he played um, uh, Pee Wee Herman. Margot Kidder plays Kathy, the wife, and we know her. Of okay, course. correction. He doesn't play Pee Wee Herman. He plays Pee Wee in the movie. In the movie. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's, if you've seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Margot Kidder, we know her from Superman. She fame. was Lois Lane. For she is a beautiful woman, man. Holy crap. Jeez, Margot. She's great in this. Uh, Rod Steiger, Murray Hamilton plays the father from Rome, and he's, I'm like, I know this guy. I looked him up. He's the mayor from Jaws. <sighs> nice. Yeah, I'm like, that's who that guy is. So deep, pretty good cast. Now, we're going to go ahead and get into the Razor Strong, Razor Strike. Before we get into that, before we, get to go, before we go into the stuff this movie did for us, uh, I want to say, um, I want to give some love to our patron. We got some new patrons coming on. We're trending above $50 every month, which is, is incredible. Uh, we just, just paid the hosting fees for the year, dude. We had the money to pay everything. Nice. Paid the website name, paid the hosting fees. The podcast is going strong. So I'm excited that you guys are given enough that we can, we can do this. And Because the first two years, I paid out of pocket. The first year, I paid out of pocket everything. The first two years, um, I paid so I paid the first because you pay years. So yeah, whatever. Um, but I want to say, if you love the show, if you like the show, Couple things you can do. First, tell your friends about us, man. If you have a movie, a buddy loves movies, say, listen, Remember Thieves is a good podcast. Listen to it, you might like it. And if, if you do listen to the show and do enjoy the show, think about giving a dollar a month. I mean, a buck a month. It's, you can afford a dollar a month. We give you one show a month, you give us a buck a month. Life is awesome. And if, if, if a little, if a lot give a little, then a little don't gotta give a lot. So we ask you if you consider it. A dollar a month given to go to patreon.com slash redroomthetray. Give us a dollar a month, and we will give you mad love. We're getting ready to do our next uh, design for our T-shirt. Those of you who give at a certain level, we're going to send you free swag, stickers, or dude, our dang Jeter coffee mugs we sent out. Everyone loved them that got them. Awesome. I, I need one, one. I got one for you, dude. I got to get one for you. You got to get me one. Okay, I'll get you one, dude. So Patreon is, it's, listen, we have no advertising. We're just two guys in the middle of Flint doing our thing. Help us help you. Help me help you. <laughs> um, so, raise this wrong. 
this and this is I feel bad about this one, but listen, this movie didn't help us with the stepdads are scary thing. I know. It. Listen. This movie was like the classic stepdad. It, literally, this is, it was, dude. This is what I think of as, and, and listen. It, it's one of those things where the stepdad kid comes in the front door, the kids go out the back door. Our <laughs> whole like, lives, dude. Oh, man, we out, dude. We, were, we, were, we ran like crazy because yeah. we didn't go home. Yeah, we didn't hate going home, dude. That's why, that's actually what's funny. That's, that's why we started going to church. Dude. Oh, heck like, yeah. I never, house, ever, I, I'm like, after I started going to church, I'm like, I'm, I'm staying here all like, the time. I'm, I'm serving, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going home. And uh, it was crazy, but it, it's, it's what it was, and you know what's crazy is it's hard not to adopt from these men what I learned. Yeah. Just just get annoyed, and cause just because I'm bigger than they are, just because I can. I can bark, and they'll obey, but I don't want to be that man. No. That, was a, that was a big fear for me even now. I'm at that age now where it's like um, if I'm dating anybody my age, they're going to have you know, kids. A lot of times they can have kids. And even though I'm not, I know I'm not like that, that fear of I get home and they want to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I don't ever want to be right. like that guy, you know? And, and I don't know. We know good stepdads, though. I, I know kids that say, you know, this person, um, is that my dad? Was that my dad? Like, that's awesome. Someone says, someone says you're a good stepdad. That's a big, that's a big blessing. Mm-hmm. I did a, a wedding and I met, I mean, I meet people sometimes and they, they, the, the stepkids love them, and I'm like, what a great, good man you are. Because you love the kid that wasn't your own and embrace them. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people marry the woman and don't want to deal with the kids. Yeah. That's one thing I will give our, our current stepdad. I'll give him that credit. Just like this movie, it, I mean, you're, mar- you're marrying a woman with three kids that aren't yours. Straight That's up. That's very hard to take on. But I'll tell you what, the one... My mom's first husband that wasn't our dad, man, he was into horror movies. Yes, he was. And there was a, a night when he was dating mom, and he took us to the graveyard. And he made it. And this is a Flint cemetery. And we are just young kids. And he's telling us scary stories. And he's driving us around in the front of his truck. We don't know what's going on. We're just terrified pulls up into a stinking cemetery. We're on the verge of tears at this point, so freaked out. And we didn't trust him, so no. we're scared because he's going to no. do something to us. He's going to do something to us. We didn't know what's going on, dude. We're like little kids. But he, being a big, strong man, we were like, okay, we gotta, we're safe because he's with us. Makes us get out of the stinking truck and leaves us in the cemetery at night. And we're freaking out. So I mean, what the fuck? That's insane. We dude. were like holding each other. Dude, we were melting down, dude. That was one of the scariest things that's ever happened in my life. Like traumatic. Like what? That was like what the hell? That's crazy, dude. So like, I don't know why. That's weird. That's he's like George, bro. Like damn. Get off of that stuff, dude. Man, that was crazy. That's scary. I mean, dude, you got to figure. Even if nothing supernatural is going to happen, it's a Flint cemetery, man. We could have got kidnapped. Stinking. I mean, that's nuts. That's why we're going to make the Thanks Mom t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. 
<laughs> but uh, this movie didn't help us like thinking good of stepdads. No, heck no. Um, oh man, dude. <laughs> uh, there was a. I was watching. I got another funny. Oh, go, dude, go. So this is kind of funny just because this is how clueless men are. I remember at the old house, I seen some crazy things, crazy things. And I remember thinking just like, and that was in high school, so I'm old enough. And I was just so freaked out. And I started trying to talk to mom and Mike about it. And the, the, oh, the, the scariest of the house? Parents are supposed to say, Oh, come on, man. That joke's in your head, dude. That, that ain't real, man. Come on. You're, you... And our stepdad's like, man, you think that's crazy? Listen to this, dude. Right, Inez? Right? And he starts telling me scary stories about him. I'm like, thanks for confirming this. Thanks. <laughs> now I'm freaked out. Why don't you guys go ahead and leave again and leave me home alone, dude? He's just like, man, you think that's scary? Check this out. <laughs> like, dang, dude. I got to stop looking over your shoulder. You, you got to, you look at, I look at you, I'm like, what do you see? Dude, behind I'm me, fucking dude. freaking out, dude. Listen, this is the worst idea ever. We're not recording <laughs> at this church again. Dude, listen to this. I had this thing happen to me. It hasn't happened in a long time. Oh, fuck, dude. But uh, you ask Angie about it. You can ask Angie about it, no joke. Uh, it happened a lot during our India years. We were raising money. We went, we went over there. I would wake up in the night and there was a weight I felt like there was a sickness in me. Like, I told Dad to lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'd get up, I'd sit up. Was it like the sickness when you used to lose your mind? No, different okay. than that. That was nuts. That's just fever, dude. Whoa. I remember seeing it firsthand. Dude, I haven't been, I don't get sick, but when I do, it's real dangerous. You warned Angie about that, right? Yeah. She saw, she saw me start losing it once, and she, we were still dating. I literally called her. I was halfway home. I'm like, Angie, I'm, you're I'm, just too tired. I'm like, I'm hot, and I'm seeing things in the road. And you should come get me because sometimes when I get sick, I get real bad. And she brought me home, and I was starting to mumble. And she said she, she said she didn't, she didn't know what was happening. When was this? This was early were you, on. Were you when you had the two jobs? No, it was just a random time I came up to visit. I don't know, but um, so so when we're, it needed a thing. I'd wake up in the night. I'd feel like sick. I'd feel like a not, not throw up, but it was like a tension in my whole body. Like yeah. Shoulders are everything. And I'd sit up and I'd start praying and it all kind of push away. And I'd feel it like right there around me. And I'd just pray. Just blackness over you. And when I'd, when I'd just try to stop going to bed, it would all come back. Like this weight. What? And so I'd have these nights where I'm up all night just fighting. And the sun would come up and it would finally leave. And, I'd land, and I'd, I would just be exhausted and hurt. And it happened probably five or six times in those two years of fighting India. And since India, it's never happened again. But, man, this that's... Is, this is, with that said, this is why this movie's so scary. This shit's happening in the middle of the daytime, bro. That's scary. Because in, in just natural life, you think, okay, the darkness is scary. When the sun comes up, we're safe. Yep. Hell no. Ask that priest. Dude. About how safe it was. What was the deal with the flies? That was crazy. It's, some, it's, it's just a thing. The thing about that is awesome. It's just in the book. They don't know why it happened. Just the flies would come up and be in certain places. Man, I'm fucking freaked out right now, dude. Okay. Raise this wrong. Here's the last. Raise this wrong. Big old houses are scary. Oh. 
Listen, now we're going to really get into it. There's a house here in Flint over at the old Powers, old by Powers High School. Oh. I drive by, look at it, and I'm like, I don't know nothing about nothing. And I'm like, that house is haunted. I see the house from far. I'm like, that's a hard move right over there. Me and Henry, we'll be driving. <laughs> we'll be cruising. We talk trash all day, every day. And we'll be cruising through, like, the country. And we'll drive over and we'll both look at a house. And I'll just go, that house is haunted as... And then he'll, and before I even finish, he just looks hard as fuck, dude. <laughs> dude I, 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 it's like, it's like on uh, The Departed. Oh, there's a cop. Yep, he's a cop. <laughs> hey, how you doing, man? What kind of dog is that? She's a cop. <laughs> dude, I, like, some house I look at, I'm like, that's a haunted house, dude. That's, that's, that's all it is. Um, what's funny is some houses that I thought were haunted when I was a kid, don't know a lot of, like, even gra- Grandma's house. There was a, sort of the back bedroom. That was just because we had nightmares, a lot of nightmares. Because yeah. we, we were going through a really tough time in life. So um, the fact that we've never had any kind of professional help is unbelievable. <laughs> but, like, you resort to nightmares and just Dude. being scared. You're always scared. So when you're supposed to be the most comfortable, you're still getting attacked. You're sleeping. You're freaked out, dude. And then you get to those, like, like when I was really young, I used to have real bad problems when I'd have a nightmare and I'd wake up and I wouldn't know if I was still sleeping. That's the scariest feeling of all time. But, like, that house, even though people say it was scared, uh, haunted, I go there, that house is peace for me. I love that house. I'm not scared of it at all. Which one? Grandma's house in, in Pleasanton. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not scared of the house at all. I love that house. I love that house, man. Did you hear what Thea Julie said about it? Why? She won't sleep there. She will only sleep at Thea Thena's house. She said there's too many spirits in Grandma's. She won't sleep there. She won't stay there. Jeez, man. And I'm like, well, that's awesome because there's an ofrenda and I'm going to be over there. <laughs> Is there no ofrenda there? She's got an altar. So, I, I mean, I assume she could use that as an ofrenda when, yeah. you know, day of the dead and stuff. But um, this is a really funny, like, cute story. Um, when we went to Texas for Grandma's funeral, that house is the house. That's the family house. It's been there since Walita and Walita lived there. I mean, it's, since we were born, that's the house, the family house. It's been in the house for 100 years, dude. So we went there on the first night. Actually, you know, we, the, the first few nights, we, not you, but like me and, and Uncle Johnny and Darlene and, and, and Andres, we're all looking for Grandma's booze stash. We're all trying to find out. We knew she had bottles. Like, what you, we're trying to party, you know. And the crazy thing is, Grandma, one of the things she wanted was to be, to have her rosary on at the viewing. But she wanted that rosary put back at her altar. Wow, I didn't know that. So the last night we were there, it was the night of the funeral. And Uncle Johnny came outside. And it was that, it was that we were all outside listening to Mexican music and just celebrating. I, I, I remember he was celebrating Grandma's life, you know. And remember Uncle Johnny walked out with that box full of bottles and said, Grandma wanted us to find this. It was under the altar that she wanted her rosary put back. So it was like she knew we were going to get wild and stupid, but she wanted it to be the last night. It was crazy. Like, do you remember when Johnny walked yeah, out? Yeah, I remember that. that. I remember that. that. It was like she talked to us. Like she, you know, it was like her little gift to us. Getting drunk. <laughs> but it's just, cra- it's just crazy, man, because like, um, like, like uh, our stepdad, Mike, his, his mom passed. Like, like, probably over 10 years ago. Yeah. 
she she was just amazing. She was an amazing woman. She's a good she woman. She was just she was our grandma. She was you know, she was one of the first people to really make us feel like we were part of that family. She was incredible. I loved her. And I remember I had this really really bad nightmare not too long ago, real dark, real scary. And when I have a bad nightmare, I go back to feeling like a child. And I remember being in that nightmare and just not knowing how I was gonna make it. I don't. I couldn't tell you any details, but the one detail I remember, Mike's mom showed up. She came in the room I was at, where I was hiding, and she took my hand, and she said, you're going to be okay because I'm here now. And I remember I was just instantly safe and comfortable. And I was like, man, like, I don't know how, like, you know, spirits and guardian angels and all that, but I do know if something like Thea Julie's freaked out because of all the spirits at Grandma's, dude, you're talking about Walitha and Walitha and Grandma. I wouldn't be scared at all over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a, a feeling of love and safety. And I told, I, told, I, remember I told Mike that story, and he was just like, he got so happy. Like, he was so, but it was, it was just a crazy thing because she was talking to me. It was crazy. And I just remember whatever evil spirits were there, I was like, man, she's kind of, she's like my guardian angel. She's here, you know, protecting me. That was a really cool feeling. I'm going to go from that to something scary, dude. Oh, fuck shit, bitch. <laughs> so I watch. The first hour of Amityville, right? Yeah, too bad. I was talking to Angie about that today, and she was like, Ernesto was so freaked out, he had to watch it in stages. I'm like, dang! So I, said, well, I think I ran out of time, so I watched the first hour that I, I had a bail. I go to Life Challenge that afternoon, okay? <sighs> and listen, I teach there all the time. It's an addiction center here in the city in an old frat house building, okay? I'm downstairs teaching, and we're all there. I teach all the time, open the windows all the time. Sometimes the door will pop open because of the wind. It just would... Eh? And it just pops up a little bit, just a wink and pass through. A little through. chapel? A little chapel downstairs. Yeah. Downstairs yeah. a little classroom. So, dude, I don't know what happened, but the door just opens, and it opens a slow, all the way 90 degree open. Never done that before. I'm like, well, it happened, so guy closed it. It's like three or four more times. And I'm just like, whatever. It just, the door's annoying, it's stupid, probably the window, probably a draft. But it's not, it's never done that ever, 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 ever done it before. And all the guys were there? All, we're all there. And we're just like, oh, and I'm like, man, this is kind of weird. Like, yeah, guys, I'm like, this guy's kind of scary a little bit. We're like, I'm like, hey, hey, we're all just being stupid. Like, hey, 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 hey. you know, because no, nobody wants to admit they're scared yeah. shitless. So I start talking. Okay. They're desks. And the desks have, like, you put paper in them. So desks weigh. They're wood and metal, metal bottoms with the metal legs, wood top. And then you put books inside so there's a metal, like a metal mouth you can put stuff in, mm -hmm. in every desk. And they're lined up. Like probably like four rows of eight. So you have enough room to open, put a chair back and sit down, and your chair's against the guy behind you. So you're kind of, you're, you're pushed in pretty good for adult mm -hmm. men. Um, big chairs, because they're adult-sized chairs. Here's the deal. Um, I'm teaching, and I still can't explain what happened. I can't explain it, dude. A desk in the back row. And you ask all the guys, Pops up, flips, lands on its top. And we all stop. And we look over. And the desk is just like I you couldn't just knock, you couldn't knock it over because it would lean against the wall, it would lean against the chair. It's too it's not enough room for it to fall, like you don't talk, like fall, land, and roll. It went straight up, spun, landed on its top. And we all the class, we all just stopped. There's 30 men in this room, 30 
Men who have been men as men. We some of the guys have been in prison. They've been on the streets. These are all recovering addicts. And we're all like, I'm like, what happened, guys? And they're like, I don't know. And, and the guy that sits two seats in front of it goes, well, maybe I leaned back and it dominoed into that when I flipped it over. And we're just like, yeah, maybe that happened. And there's no way because the like, there's no way for it to there's fall. There's no room for it. There's no room for it to fall and roll. And so my like, guys we got to stop. There's something really happening here. And so the guy's like, I, th- I think so too, man. And the door opens again. And I literally, guys, like, guys, we're going to stop. And we're going to pray. And I literally stopped. And I prayed the darkness away, dude. We prayed. How did you not tell me this story? I'm telling you right now, dude. You I saved it for this shit. <laughs> dude, ask the guys. Come back next week, ask them. It was nuts, dude. It was, it was crazy. I mean, I, I, I can't. Were they freaking? Like we, we were freaking. We grabbed it and we prayed, and that door didn't open one more time the rest of the day. I had, an, I had another hour of teaching. The door never opened again. Window was open the whole time. I mean, I, I don't was know. Phil there? No, Phil was not there. Phil Hall was not there. All the guys were there, dude. All of us. That desk went up and came down. We were always looking around, like it, it was. Because we know how to... Picture the poor guy sitting in front of it, dude. Dude! And he was like, he goes over and just like picks it up. And it was hard for him to pick up and put it up because there's no room to even flip it back over to put it down. Because the chair's in the way, the wall's in the way. It, I mean, it was weird. Dude, I'm telling you. That's evil, bro. That Amityville thing. I thought, the day of Amityville, I saw that. I was like, what the, so I, I mean, we, I, I'm like, God, protect. I mean, we had to pray. This is kind of why you got to be careful watching shit. Damn, man. I'm scared shitless right now. I ain't even lying, bro. I'm not lying. All right. We're going to wrap this motherfucker up. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Okay, listen. Red Rum t-shirt store. Redrum.threadless.com. Redrum.threadless.com. Great. Someone just bought a sweater the other day. Bought a hoodie the other day. It's a sweater. Hey. Dang, Gina. (laughs) Our best seller is Dang Gina. By far. Now, listen. Next week. We're watching the Blair, in two weeks, watching the Blair Witch Project. We're going to F our lives again, dude. Listen, you can listen to the podcast on the iTunes podcast store, or on, the Andro- on Android phones, on the Stitcher app. If you like the show, leave a review. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash redrumtheater, or on Twitter at redrumtheatre. I'm curious to listen to this playback and see if we hear anything. I hope, I hope not, dude. Let's wrap this shit up. Okay. As always, I'm Ernesto. I'm Antonio. We'll see you in two weeks at Red Room Theater. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.